Welcome to Dice Camera Action in audio form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. For the current Tomb of Annihilation storyline as the Waffle Crew adventures in the jungles of Chult, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dungeon Delve RSS feed. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash toa, or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca. We'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew, and welcome to the jungle, my friends. Hi, everybody! (laughs) (laughs) Why? why? We all just got to see that intro... Make a comeback. Oh, no. I just want to say I'm very vindicated because someone said that we had, we were due for a Barovia trip sometime soon. And uh, looks like we may be going there. Mm. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Nothing you can do can surprise me anymore, Chris Perkins. I'm a DM now. You're a DM now. I'm a DM now. <laughs> you, and Rachel, you and Rachel are both like, yeah, we did that already. Yeah. You know, it could have just, it could have just been a technical error. You know, like, yeah. all these are very similar. A little glitch. Yep. Yeah. So previously in Dice Camera Action, Paulton rescued Evelyn's spirit um, as she was being drawn into the Soulmonger after she sacrificed herself to save Strix and Dieth. Um, he pulled her from uh, obliteration, as it were, and was hurled into a dark plane where he met this creature made of twigs who gave him his hand, his severed hand of hell. Um, that followed him around for a good long time. Yeah, thanks for that. uh, When this creature gave him the hand, it told Paulton that the hand would help him find a chalice, the skull chalice of Chagakare. And Paulton thought nothing more of it, and eventually he was returned (laughs) uh, to uh, the material plane, and he left all that behind. But he still had the hand. Uh, later, the heroes ran into Artis Simber, an adventurer, a harper, who had in his possession the Ring of Winter, which he was keeping out of the hands of evil, sort of forcing himself to carry it around, even though he didn't particularly want it. Now, when Paulton saw the ring, of course, Paulton wanted that ring, and uh, he eventually got it, um, but not before Artis gave him a warning that he probably should never have that ring, um, not if he really wants it. Um, Around that time-ish, uh, the party had to bail on their airship. Shemeshka cut a deal with Diath. In exchange for getting he and his friends off the ship, he had to commit himself to being the subject of a Gaius spell, which she cast on him. That Gaius compelling him to seek out an entity named Mr. Fox and recover his magical spectacles, among other things. Um, Last week, Paulton became separated from the party, and although it looked like he had returned, it actually was his icy simulacrum, um, and it dissolved into ice and snow after impaling itself on Paulton's sun sword. Became separated, quote unquote, <laughs> as in stormed off right. in a huff. <laughs> 
Then there was a nice snow in you moment um, as you all just sort of gazed upon the slush pile that used to be Paulton. Um, and when Simon offered to take you to where Paulton was, Diath, you felt this icy, stabby needle through your brain Mm-hmm. And you nearly collapsed from the pain of it. And then Holly, you cast a healing spell on him. So, Holly, I would like you to roll how many hit points you give Diath from your healing spell. Right. Yes, please. It was, it was a cure wounds. I yep. actually need to look it up because my I actually don't have the clerics to guard. So hold on. Okay. Because I so, get all these special little things that are if, fun. If you're casting it at oh. at its base level... Um, I believe it's... Oh, I see. It's level one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and cast it at level Because he, like, he took like 25 points of damage, I think. Yeah, that's like half okay. of it. It's more than half. All right. Who's unwrapping? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was muted, my bad. <laughs> All right, uh, so you're going to do 3d8 plus your uh, spellcasting ability modifier. 8, 9, 10. So that's 14. All right. So Yay. instantly you get Thank some you. of your hit points back, DF. Um, and the pain s- begins to subside. Doesn't matter. Won't forget it. Uh, so I guess with that, uh, after DF had gotten just super injured and was just, like, just clutching his head, mm-hmm. because... If I believe correctly, when we last left off, we had basically said we're off on our way to find Paulton, right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And Simon seemed to be of a mind to lead you there. Okay. So, yeah, so DS will just have to say, uh, oh, man, actually clutching a very real headache that I actually have right now, Chris mm. Perkins. <laughs> uh, he'll say, I can't, I can't go. You guys have to go find Paulton. No, no, that's not happening. That's not, no, no, we're going to go together. This is a, we're a team, we're a party. No, I'm saying I can't. I know what I have to do, and if I don't do it, I will die. No, I, no one's dying! <laughs> Strix, you can make a intelligence arcana check if you like. All right, can I do it between screams? Yep. <laughs> oh, I got a 20! Wow! Whoa! Okay. Um, so you know everything. You know everything. Strix is very concerned right now. <laughs> uh, so you know that the the Gaius spell um, can, when he does anything against that spell, he takes the damage, um, but he can't take it more than once a day. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, that's fine. I mean, if he can if he can take it once a day, we can just like heal him up once a day, and we can go find Paulton, you and al- then yeah. you, you also <laughs> and then we know, can come back. Exactly. You also that's know awful. that there is magic that could remove a gas. Like for instance, you think a remove curse spell could do it. Oh, I have that spell. I know you do. Oh. <laughs> Tia is like what? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So. Huh. Wait, if I remove the spell, if I remove it, then, but I really don't want to make, but can we still get Shemeshka the glasses? Okay. I'll yeah, just, sure. We could just do it later. Look, it's fine. You just remove the gaze. He just doesn't have the ice pointy brain problem. And then we just go get the 
the stuff that Shmeshka wants after we go find Paulton and make sure he's okay. Do you think he's okay? Oh, that's the problem I can't deal with right now. Remove curse! <laughs> All right. Um, so, DF. The remove okay. curse uh, will affect you if you are willing. I'm just saying, we will still get the glasses. I don't want to make her mad, but there's no reason for you to be in pain. Uh, yes, I am very willing. Okay, so... <laughs> nice! Uh, she casts the spell. <laughs> you, get, you get a sense, DF, that uh, <clears throat> some psychic weight has been lifted from you. It's an intangible sense, but... Yeah, you believe that. What a strange thing that this never occurred to us before. <laughs> Strix is just like, if you're listening, we're going to still get the glasses. All right? Just she's like talking to the air. Yeah. Like, yeah. I Simon, know you're Simon's really like far. looking around, seeing who she's talking to. No. Yeah, we are going to get them. We just can't have DF die. Yeah, Strix is right. We still have to get it, because the last thing we want to do is do anything that could possibly incur the wrath of Shemeshka. I really don't want that. I don't think she seems real nice. I'm sure she'll understand. She is not nice, Evelyn. <laughs> Nothing about this is nice. She's manipulative and just using me like a puppet. Oh, well, she dresses real nice. As Strix goes over to Evelyn and is like, Evelyn, just because people wear pretty dresses doesn't mean that they're nice. That's true. That's true. I know that's. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda's got the prettiest dress of everybody. Yeah. Evelyn kind of looks at Miranda's dress and then looks up at her like. <laughs> it's, it's the cloak. It's the cloak that's pretty, and then she changes it into like a burlap looking sack thing. <gasps> you have got to tell me where you got that because I need one just like it. Sure, maybe I'll tell you someday. Don't All worry right. about it. Well, thank you, Strix. I feel much better. No problem. We'll still have to find it, but first things first, we need to find where Paulton is. Okay. Simon leads you, um, and by you, that's including your party, plus uh, Miranda's four surviving Veggie Pygmies, <laughs> uh, Dragon Bait, and Waffles, all on a merry escapade through this maze-like city until you get to what appears to be a misty warrior's graveyard. You can see it's sort of enclosed by low walls, and like the, um, the, the tombs in New Orleans, there are all these uh, crypts that are above ground, these box-shaped crypts laid out in this yard. All around the edges of the yard where the walls sort of contain everything, you can see crumbled down masonry from toppled statues and whatnot, including several statues that appear to have been carved to look like minotaurs. Uh, There is, at the center of this cemetery, a larger tomb than the others. And you can see at once that it appears to have been cracked open. Does it look like it belongs in Omu or someplace else? Uh, no, it looks like it belongs in Omu. <laughs> all of all of the all of the uh, crypts are kind of of a similar stone to the ruined Omuan buildings around you, and uh, based on the carvings on the sides of the crypt, is what sort of tips you off that this is some sort of warrior's graveyard because all the carvings show what it, like stylized Omuan warriors fighting stuff. Oh. Oh. So the Evelyn. one. <clears throat> The one that's been opened, does it look like it's been opened recently? Uh, yes. It, ah, it, would, it would seem so. You can also see that engraved above 
the opening that has been uh, uh, pulled. Ba basically, one end of this mausoleum has uh, sort of cracked and been knocked away and now lies in ruins. And above it, engraved in the stone in an ancient language, is a name of some kind. Mm. Can I try and, and read it? If you have comprehend languages, you can. Oh, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to pretend to read it, though. Okay. <laughs> what does it say, look really smart for a second. <laughs> it says, uh, uh, oh, it's an old dialect. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you away. can read it. You can read everything. What is it? Uh, 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 she just, like, mumbles. <laughs> oh, I, wow. I saved Strix's embarrassment in the middle of that just by saying, Evelyn, do you, <laughs> can you sense anything? Oh, oh, let me see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, great morning, Lord. Bless upon thy servant with the vision to know good and evil and all that is around us. You sense the presence of undead all around you. There are so many undead here. <laughs> <laughs> Roll an Like a whole bunch. <laughs> are they like under us? I don't like this place. You don't see, Wait, you don't see any of them. You just sense them. <laughs> but everybody roll initiative except Colton. Oh, oh great. Who will, who will get to momentarily. You know what I realized this week? That when I'm in a situation that I feel is like ironically uh, dangerous, I immediately take a southern accent without meaning to. Mm. <laughs> I wonder how that happened. <laughs> Strix, what was your initiative? Mine would be 13. 13. D. <laughs> also 13. Evelyn. 15. And Miranda. 14. All right, now roll for dragon bait. Look how cute we all are. I love it. All close together. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, Evelyn, you sense that there are there is undead all around you. You count in your brain. It feels like like six undead life forces, and they're close. But you look around, and there's nothing but the graveyard and sort of the mist that's kind of the morning mist that's settled over everything. There is, I by the way, anything. there is sunlight above you uh, through the fog that you're in. Um, so it's it's a clear morning. It's just that. Um, when the river sort of crashes down through here, it stirs up a lot of moisture, and so the mist has sort of come and washed over this cemetery. Evelyn kind of walks around, like, um, knowingly. She's patting her chin, and she's like, if I have learned anything in my time as a paladin fighting undead, I've learned that graveyards tend to be places where undead are underneath the ground. Yeah, there's one about five feet away from you. I can, like, hone in that, qu that closely. Yeah, you can, as you sort of move close, you can sense that it's really close by. And then it sort of moves so that it's behind you. Oh, God. <laughs> so it doesn't feel like it's under me. No. Oh. I think these undead are invisible. <laughs> <laughs> and she takes a wild swing behind her. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead and make an attack roll with disadvantage. Oh, man. And I rolled a nat 20 for my first one, too. Mm. And well, another! Can I tell on? you guys something? Yeah. I literally had a dream that I rolled a nat 20, and I was like, lol, 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 what a funny dream, because I never roll nat 20s. And now <laughs> the first two rolls I have rolled since then have both been 20s. I am blessed. <laughs> Ask me your <laughs> questions now. <laughs> wow. Okay, go, ahead, go ahead and count the episodes until you roll your next 20. <laughs> yeah, right. never. I've used them both up. And you've got, you're using Treebane, right? Yeah. Cool. 
All right, so you swing your axe around. Oh, I should have used the heart of Spinelli, but yeah, I use I use tree band. Okay. Um, and if I crit, that means I'm adding another d8, right? That's right. Yeah. All right, so I got seven. Unless, unless you're using weapon two-handed, then you're adding you're rolling d10s. I I would have, but I didn't say it beforehand. Well, that's and I okay. Think she just was like. No, that's fine. Okay, that's great. Okay, so roll a d8 and then roll a d8 again, and then add your strength and whatnot. Yeah, so I got uh, 11. 11. Okay, when you swing around, you tear through something. Um, it doesn't feel that substantial, but it's sort of like cutting through like a curtain almost for an instant there. Do, can I roll some sort of like a, like a, I don't know, a religion sure. or arcana you religion? Sure yeah. 17. Okay, you believe that you hit something that was insubstantial, but that it has kind of like a, almost like an ectoplasmic form. Um, gotcha. and, and it is invisible, which is why you can't see anything. Guys, we got ghosties! <clears throat> All right. Uh, and that Heck. was Evelyn. Miranda, you're looking around, you don't see anything. Gonna cast a real quick detect magic. Sure. See if I see anything. Yeah, with your detect magic, you can see what appear to be hazy balls of light in the air around the party. Can I see if the one that, if, if Anna hit one of them and that's what... That's, that hazy ball of light seems to be the thing that she cut into. Okay, um, Miranda's just going to scream and start pointing at them and be like, hit there, hit there, hit there, hit there! <laughs> Excellent. Okay, um, Strix... I'll be the radar. Strix and DF, you're technically going at the same time, but I'll start with you, Holly. What would you like to do? Yeah, she'll be way more effective. I'm upset. Uh, yeah, I would like to fireball the shit out of this entire area. <laughs> oh, so you just drop it at ground zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no! <laughs> all right, exactly. exempting, exempting all your friends and companions, the fireball detonates. Uh, the fog and the mist sort of explodes away as the fireball pushes the moisture back. And uh, roll your damage, and I've got to make... That's 25. 25. And these things are resistant to fire, so they'll each take 12 or 6, depending on their saving throws. At least the mist is All right, the one behind... uh, Miranda, you've still got your spell up. That ball near uh, Evelyn seems to just go away, engulfed in the flames. Excellent. All right. Uh... The other ones are all sort of engulfed momentarily in the fire. Then the fire passes, and all the weeds and stuff in the in the uh, vicinity are all burnt and charred away. The mausoleums and crypts are all sort of blackened by scorch marks from the blast. And it is Diath's turn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't see anything. Correct. So, but Miranda uh, is sort of pointing to things, empty spaces in the air. All right, so, uh, yeah, I'll take out uh, Gutter, I guess. Okay. And then if she's, like, pointing at somewhere, DF should be like, uh, there? <laughs> 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 and just kind of, like, really awkward. It's like, okay. uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, make a roll with disadvantage. Okay. <laughs> uh, 16. Nope, not there. All right. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. Ah, it's right. hard. Uh, suddenly, 
five balls of light appear all around you. Oh, I um, found them. And uh, <laughs> they are no longer invisible. And you can also see around each ball of floating light is just the barest hint of a ghostly figure that looks like a seven to eight foot tall minotaur. Okay. Oh. And these ghostly spectral minotaurs, they're the ball of energy seems to be kind of where their chests are. Don't sneak up on us like that. I'm sorry we started chopping you, but if you have something to say, just say it. We're very antsy and we're a little jumpy. And Evelyn, you uh, you rolled a 17 on your religion check. Now that you can see mm-hmm. these things, you believe, based on childhood tales you were told at the temple and whatnot, that these might be will-o'-the-wisps. They are undead, malevolent <laughs> spirits bad. that haunt desolate places and try to lead travelers to their doom. We um, ain't going nowhere with you! And these ones are apparently <laughs> minotaur spirits. But uh, two of them suddenly uh, erupt with electricity and fire bolts of lightning at Evelyn. Look, I was holding back before, but you don't want to see me when I'm angry. All right, Evelyn, you take 13 points of damage from one. She brushes her shoulder off. (laughs) (laughs) And the other bolt you just sort of block with your your fan brace. Nice. And then uh, two others will go after, or two others will go after Miranda. Okay, uh, Miranda, they're both going to hit you. Uh, okay. One does 16 points of lightning damage. Uh-huh. And the other does 9 points of lightning damage for a total of 25. And the last one is going to go over and zap Waffles. Oh, no! <gasps> How dare oh, no, you! They've gone too far! <laughs> and now wa- it's personal. Yeah, Waffles gets zapped in the derriere for 13 points of damage. Oh, no! And lets out a growl. And then, Look, you mess with me. Yep. You mess with my friends. But you don't mess with my owlbear. All right, Dragonbait leaps into action, swinging at one of them with his sword, uh, cutting into it twice and destroying it. Yes! He's the most effective person here. Yeah. That, <laughs> one, that one was singed by your fire. Uh, and then Simon will just sort of stand there, because he's not particularly effective against incorporeal undead creatures. Uh, Waffles will try to snap her beak around one of them, uh, succeeding, actually. Yay! Oh. So she kind of, she swallows, she... or she appears to swallow it for an instant, and then it just sort of floats out through her head. Ah, dang. <laughs> that would have been awesome she straight up ate a ghost. <laughs> it was a good try, honey bud. Yeah, um, this one wasn't damaged enough for her to kill it, and her, her attacks don't seem all that effective. Uh, then she'll take a swipe at it with a paw and hit it again. All right. Uh, just a toy for her at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I should enchant her paws sometimes so she's got magic weapons. That would be awesome. Mm. Little radiant damage That'd be on awesome. the paws. Yeah. Uh, Evelyn, what do you do? Um, as soon as they hit my owlbear, Evelyn is like, oh, no, you did not. And she goes uh, after the nearest, actually after the one that went after Waffles. Okay. <laughs> with uh, Treebane. All right. And she rolls 16. Uh, that's a miss. And she kind of coughs and shakes herself off and goes for her second attack, which also misses. Okay. She's very upset. Okay. Uh, Miranda. You see four four orbs floating around now. Are any of them within five feet of another? 
Uh, the two that are attacking you are both within five feet of each other. Excellent. As soon as she sees the lightning come out, she goes, oh, oh, I can see that too. And she casts Call Lightning. Okay. Um, so they're going to make a lovely deck save. So out of the sky comes a bolt of lightning that <laughs> hits the ground. They're good at deck saves, actually. What's the DC? 16. Okay, one succeeded and one failed. 18 total damage. Okay, uh, they take none of it. They seem to be immune to lightning. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. <laughs> wee woo, wee woo. All right, back it up. <laughs> back it up. I'm, I'm going to use anything that I can to back up. Away okay, from them. all right. Uh, so you retreat DF, or sorry, Strix, then DF. All right, I've been watching these things for a while now, so I can see that at least they were hurt by my fire. They were. So I will just drop another fireball right underneath. Kaboom! One hand after another. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I'd also like to crouch on the ground covering my head while this happens. Okay. <laughs> so when the, when the fire and smoke clears, you're all crouched and yeah. down if on the ground. If they can't see me, I can't see them. That's how ghosts work. <laughs> Okay, you are going to obliterate all but one, and oh. that one is one of the ones that was attacking Miranda. Of course. Um, DF, there's one left. After Strix crouches down, uh, I like leap over her back and kind of like roll <laughs> over her. <laughs> like a double move. Yeah, just <laughs> so like she explodes, goes down. DF rolls over her and like brings a sword down into that one that's uh, by Miranda. Okay. Uh, that looks so cool, but Strix is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I roll a twenty. Oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, this is All amazing. Right. Oh no! Give me some. Uh, was was that one engaged in combat, or was another ally? I would say within five feet of that guy. Uh, Miranda had backed away from it. Yes. So no. Fine. The final. <laughs> no, you get you get your crit. Anyway. You get your crit. Yeah, I did get the crit though. Hey, uh, total of eleven. Okay, that's gonna do it. You destroy it. You pop it like Yay! a balloon. Pop. Hey. <laughs> Man, and, did we just look cool? How yeah. did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all of the will, all the Minotaur will o' wisps have been destroyed. All right, and good. that's why you never mess with the owl bear. <laughs> and there's she this just, sort of smoke coming off of everything. Yeah. When I had used um, detect magic earlier, had I seen anything in the crypts at all? Oh, that's a good question. Um, there was no magical auras around the crypts. Oh. Miranda, Evelyn, if you don't want to sense anything else, let us know. We have to be oh, ready. Oh, great. Morning, Lord. Just quietly to yourself. Starting off the song. Please. You see, Sim Simon else? has, uh, uh, you do not sense any other undead or fiends in the vicinity. Great. Uh, and Simon nope. has crawled into the tomb. Oh, God. Simon! No, no. You see his little, no. you see his little feet disappear inside. Uh. No, no, uh, good boy. Nope, that's not a good place to play. No, no. <laughs> And you have kind of like, you know, chase after him, like, nope, yeah. nope, 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 nope. So the, like, the, you see the, a kid, like, walking too close to a ledge. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you see him sort of crawl in. There's 
The door that uh, was smashed open isn't very big, Diath. It's only maybe about two feet square. No problem for Simon to fit in, and you're actually pretty slender. You could fit in there yourself. And as you peer into the dark cavity, uh, do you want to try to, like, grab him or something? To pull him out, or are you just going to look inside? No, grab him. Okay. Uncle Diath! Just make a, make a uh, strength athletics check to try to grab hold of Simon. Okay, athletics it is. Uh, 11. Okay, yeah, he just sort of kicks you in the head. <laughs> and, and crawls inside. But when you kind of look in, it's dark in there, obviously, um, and you don't have dark vision. But there is enough morning light coming through that you can see there's like a rotted black mummy stuffed in here. And that's, okay, cool. <laughs> and uh, there's, uh, there's a horrible smell. You pick that up. Um, and this mummy has deteriorated markedly. Um, it looks quite, quite old and very moldy. And um, just make a perception check to see if you notice anything else about it. Sure. Uh, 16. Okay. From out here, it's not easy to tell, but it looks like it's missing one of its hands. Oh, God. Oh, no. Cool. Cool. Okay. Um, I would like to back away and stick my head out towards Evelyn. He's like, Evelyn, would you come here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Evelyn dives in. Okay. First thing you notice, Evelyn, is there is the, the wretched mummy. You can't smell it because you don't have a sense of smell, but uh, you do see it's pretty moldy. And uh, when you go inside, Simon's not in there. I imagine that Evelyn, like, is using her wing boots to hang upside down with her head inside, looking around. Yeah. She's like, did you lose Simon already? He, he, he went in here, and then he kicked me, and he's gone? I didn't see him leave. Is there a, if she looks around, there's no exit that anyone can see? No. It's Simon, pretty, if you were no, playing it's, inside it's that dead body, and, I swear. It's pretty dark and shadowy in there. Um, it's possible he's hidden in some crevice somewhere, but just glancing in, it doesn't look like he's there at all. And you don't hear him rustling around or being knocked around or anything. Strix is still outside yeah. on the mm-hmm. ground. Yeah. Miranda's going to cast a, a real quick Cure Wounds on okay. herself. Okay, great. Evelyn, Evelyn um, pokes her head back out and says to Strix and Miranda, um, Salmon seems to have gotten lost inside this hole. Dieth is uh, learning how to be a good babysitter. I'm going to go down there and help him. Uh, okay, do you need us to come in there? Wait, Miranda, perhaps you can see something that we can't. Okie dokie, I'm going to go poke my head in. Okay. I'll, I'll follow too. I mean, I at least have dark vision, so I can you see do. a little bit better. So yeah, the two of you know like magic way better than the rest of us. The two of you, like Miranda and Strix, you both try to poke your heads in through this opening to look around with your dark vision. Simon is not in the crypt at all. Um, there's just the rotting mummy. And with your dark vision, you can see that the way the mummy is positioned, its one hand is kind of over its chest, but it's all twisted and gnarled. And it looks like, based on the way the hand is... Um, closed in that it was it, it had been holding on to something and you can tell kind of what it was because the mummy is very soft and mushy like peat and whatever it was holding in that one hand was tightly positioned against its chest and left an imprint of itself on its chest and that imprint looks like a skull a reversed out skull oh I'm sure it's fine this, 
why are there always dead people? Strix, do you know what that means? Do I know what it means? Oh, uh, I don't know. The person who buried dead people. Fine. I mean, that seems reasonable to me. Paulton. Yes. Okay. You have crossed over into another world, um, and you have that chalice that the mummy was holding in the crypt. It is made of gold, uh, or it's gold-plated, but it looks like it was fashioned from a human skull that had its top lopped off and hollowed out. Interesting. Yes, and it's got (laughs) gems, beautiful gems set in it. It's a remarkable piece of... uh, it's a remarkable art object, if nothing else. Um, but it looks like a, a, a fancy, fancy wine goblet that can hold a skull's worth of wine. It sounds way cooler than this one, actually. <laughs> Never mind. And uh, you know, or you believe, that this is the skull chalice of Chagakare, which you were told you would find with the aid of the hand, uh, which was instrumental in getting the crypt, getting you to the crypt and getting the crypt open. Your, your severed hand buddy is still with you, probably perched on your shoulder or hanging onto you in some other way. Um, and you are in a forest. There's no sign of Omu anywhere. And this forest isn't a jungle forest. It appears to be sort of dead Tim Burton-like trees, very ancient. It's like you sort of stepped over into an Ingmar Bergman film. It's all very bleak and desolate. Cool. And uh, this forest looks like it's been dead an awful long time. There's a warm wind blowing through the forest and what looks like a little bit of ash on the air kind of blowing through, but nothing substantial. Uh, But there is kind of a smell, just a bad smell of rot that seems to pervade this woodland. And uh, you've got the ring on and it says... I feel like I know which way to go. Well then, lead the way. Yes. I'm definitely drawn to this place, it says. Mm-hmm. We're going to be so much happier here, Paulton. This is where I was made. Really? And, uh, where's that exactly? I'm not sure. I just feel like I've come home. And I'm glad you could be with me, buddy. Me too, man. This is good. Yeah, I think so. Your friends are going to come for you, you know that, right? I assumed as much. Yeah, but that's good. That's good. Yeah? Why, Why is that good? Well, if we're going to make a We're going to make a land here to call our own. We're going to need them. Okay. These things don't just happen on their own. Mmm. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. Gotta distribute that labor. Yeah. Yeah, let's go this way. All right, let's go. Okay. Uh, So you go through this forest for an interminably long time. uh, But the one thing you notice is that the day doesn't seem to change. Um, There's no sun. There's just this kind of gray, pallid sky overhead. Um, everything has sort of had the color stripped out of it. Uh, you're about the most you're the only colorful thing here. 
the ground is dead, the, there's no sounds of insects, no sounds of birds, no small animals, nothing in this forest. The ground isn't perfectly flat, so you're kind of going up and down and around and around, but he seems to be, the ring seems to know where it's going. And then occasionally it says north. We need to go farther north. This is true. All right. Is there like an, uh, like an ETA on this? Because I've uh, been at this a while. He says, this land is weird. It doesn't have, you can't measure distance and time the same way you can in the real world. This is like a, a dark reflection of the world, but there's, there's no passage of time, really. It's a timeless place. Do you get that? As much as I can. I was made by elves, you know. They're a timeless people. Yeah, I had heard that a, a, a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, let's just keep walking in this direction. All right. After, you're not sure, maybe hours? Days, who knows? You do get thirsty, um, so you're drinking. You're kind of wishing you didn't leave Simon behind, but the ring said it was a good idea that you'd need Simon to bring your friends along behind you. We can't wait for them here, though. We have to, we have to get on with it. We have to move forward. We have to get to a place where we both feel comfortable planting a flag, putting down roots. And we're heading towards somewhere that's more ideal for that than this. Yeah, there's correct? not... I mean, look around. There's not much here. It's just a dead forest, right? Do you want to live here? I'm, Do you want to live here for the rest of your life? I mean... Yeah, this, this doesn't look like an ideal setting for forever, I, I guess. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, all right. You know better than me. Well, we're a team, right? It's us together. Mm. Yeah, but w one of us in the team has an inkling on where to go right now, so... Uh, yeah, well, only because I've been here before. Right. Yeah. Right. So... Right. Then let's uh, carry on. All right. After a fashion, as your wine is getting dangerously low, you crest this mound in the forest, and then you see the forest is starting to thin out. And as you make your way down and around, and the forest becomes thinner and thinner and thinner, you see for the first time a, a riven scar through the forest that turns out to be a road. And on the, ed on the edge of the forest, on that road, you see a coach, like a carriage. And the first thing you notice is very dilapidated. It's sort of old and rickety and doesn't look like it's in great shape, uh, but it is intact and it is being pulled by what looks like a putrescent ogre zombie. One of, who, one of its limbs has been chopped off at the elbow, and it's got a big hook where its missing arm should be. And it's got straps, and it's, it's literally where the horse would be on this wagon. And it's just waiting there. Make a perception check to see if you notice anything else about this odd wagon pulled by a ogre zombie. That's uh, a uh, 15. You notice that the back of the wagon is 
punctured with all of these arrows or crossbow bolts. It kind of looks like a porcupine. It's got so many sticking out of it. Um, in fact, there's a couple arrow shots or crossbows stuck even in its wheels in various places. The other thing you notice is that there is a man or a figure of some kind peeing on a tree. Like he's gotten out of the coach, gone off the road to basically have a quiet moment next to a tree. And he's kind of singing to himself. Do I recognize him? As you make your way from tree to tree to get a better look, kind of poking around, trying to get a better look at him, you don't rec you've never seen him before, but you've seen his kind before. He is a sort of dusky, gray-skinned elf. And mm. you, you saw those back in Barovia. And, mm -hmm. uh, but this guy is dressed uh, a little bit better than they were. They were very much wild creatures, but this guy is kind of dressed in Victorian garb for lack of a better word. Um, but it's kind of old, like his clothes haven't been mended in a long time. You can see the, the frayed sleeves and uh, they're a little threadbare. Um, and the color is sort of washed out of them, so they're not as vibrant as they were when they were new. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's undone his zipper and now he's just zipping back up and um, you hear a voice from inside the carriage, a female voice say, this is taking too long. We've been here forever. I'm gonna quietly ask the ring. Like, mm. do you know these people? No, but do we want that carriage? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm tired of walking. Yeah, same. Um, I'm just like, all right, so. Like, should we do this? Uh, should we try and get a friendly ride, or do we just want that whole thing for ourselves? I guess we could try the friendly approach. Okay. I'm gonna. I'll walk out and I'll call to him just very calmly, very friendly. It's like, excuse me, fellow traveler. Uh, he, he, he's surprised at first, and he turns around and zips up his fly in one fluid move. Don't worry, I didn't, I didn't see anything. It's, you're, you're good, you're he good. He says, uh, scusa. Uh, we are, I've been, uh, walking, I've been wandering quite a while here, and, um, well, long story short, I could, uh, I could use a ride. Do you, uh, think you could help someone out? Of course, Come on, plenty of room. Fantastic. And I'm gonna like quietly murder the rings like, is that okay? Hey, Norisi, look what I found. And uh, you can see that a, a, a woman, same dusk elf, uh, dressed similarly uh, to him. Um, uh, she sort of sticks her head out the coach and looks over at you and she says, Hurry on now. We need to get going. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. You, you, you two are saints. Uh, yeah, he, when you come over to him, he just puts a hand on your shoulder, um, very friendly, and he says, don't, don't worry about it. He's all as good. As he does that, I'm just like, oh, okay, personal space, right? And he says, after you, my friend. It's like, 
when you well, thank you. when you hop in, you see the interior, the velvet lining, and everything is sort of decayed and rotting. And this this coach is obviously old and decrepit. But uh, when you hop in, uh, you sort of squeeze. Uh, she sits over on one side to open up an entire bench for you, and the two of them are now just sort of sitting across from you. And the man just pulls the door shut, and then uh, he pounds the roof and says. Eh, me took you bambino grasso. And, he <laughs> and then he says, andar avante. And suddenly the whole thing sort of shambles <laughs> and it starts to move and lurch forward. So, so, where are you guys headed? We're headed north. You? I believe I'm headed north too. How strange. Uh, and uh, the woman, you see that she's got a top hat, which is sort of fuzzy, um, set down next to her. And uh, she says, I am Narisi uh, Houdini, and this is Lovardo Provolone. <laughs> we are travelers like you. Hmm. Uh, uh, Paulton, very nice to meet you. And uh, you can see that Lovardo has not taken his eyes off your wine flask. He says, it's been a long time since we've had a drink. How much uh, wine do I have left? Well, um, <laughs> you took the cask that was on uh, Simon's back, so you have mm -hmm. that. Your current wine flask is basically drained, so you were kind of planning to pour more from the cask. You've got about a half of a cask, which is about a gallon. Oh, okay. I'll, uh, be like, oh, well, so it's the least I can do, friendos, and I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll have, I'll share. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Uh, he takes it and he says, oh, mm, mm, mm. he sort of makes a funny face. Like, it's not the best thing he's ever tasted, but he says, I've tasted worse, <laughs> and hands it back to you. And he says, mm. but uh, one must never look gift cow in the mouth, eh? Agree. <laughs> and he says, I feel better. This is going to be a good ride now. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I agree. Uh, you can see that the woman has sort of tucked behind her legs up against the, the bench that she's on a black leather doctor's bag and it's just sort of shoved behind her. Like, she's not trying to hide it, but trying to keep it out of the way and out of the conversation. Um, but you sort of trundle on in this rickety old coach. Great. And then uh, occasionally it might slow down a little bit, and then Lovardo will just sort of punch the ceiling and shout, hey, meat hook, you fattoria di larvae. <laughs> Sprigati! <laughs> Sprigati! And it'll pick up the pace again. Is your, uh, uh, I don't know what to call him, driver okay there? Eh, uh, he's a fine. Uh, that's enough for me. Yeah, he, and then uh, he just says, uh, he's out, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the word? He looks at his uh, friend and uh, she says, uh, Mucha de Battaglia. Our 
Battle cow. I'm sorry? <laughs> Chris is having way too much fun with this. <laughs> and then you just sort of ride on. And occasionally Lavardo will extend a, a hand and ask, you know, get some more wine. Mm-hmm. Um, you think he's, he's uh, um, pretty deep into it. <laughs> I like this guy. Yeah. And uh, he says, I, nothing is free. Uh, and then he uh, says, when we get to wherever it is we're going, I'll make sure that you are rewarded. We have a few trinkets and baubles we can part with. Oh, how, how very kind of you. And then you just sort of sit there, and there's a long ride. Mm-hmm. It seems to go on for hours, if not days. Occasionally punctuated with one of them saying something, or, mm-hmm. or, or just sort of um, nodding off and waking up with a start. Um, they, don't, they seem to not really nod off, they sort of go into trance. So they just become just sort of staring off in a direction, usually out a window. Uh, as you sort of look by, you leave the forest well behind, and on hills and things you see leering evil buffalo. Um, basically pulling up dead grass out of the ground with their teeth and then staring at you with eerie green glowing eyes as they chew. And that's all you see for miles and miles and miles are these grazing green-eyed buffalo. I'm going to ask them about them. Like, what are, uh, what's their story? Yep. And there's a bit of warm wind that's buffeting the coach and... Uh, uh, they sort of look, uh, we've never asked them, says Lavardo. That's fair. I'm going to, after that, I'm going to be like, hey, uh, what, was, what was his name again, Lavardo? Lavardo Provolone. It's like, uh, Mr. Provolone, <laughs> um, where exactly are we? You are in a place called the Shadow Fell. Ah, I see. This is our home. That's what I hear. Here it's uh, lovely around these parts. Really, really ideal place to uh, settle down. I suppose. Okay. And you travel a long time. And then uh, uh, you hear uh, Narisi, Narisiana, she likes to be called, uh, say, she just sort of stares out a window and says, il dolce far niente. Come again? Oh, nothing. It's good to do nothing. Uh-huh. Can I, am I able to communicate with the ring, mm-hmm. like? Telepathically? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to ask it, like, how, uh, how much farther do you think we should go? Are we still, does it still feel like we're going in the right direction? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely headed where we need to go. Okay. I, I definitely, it... definitely be feeling drawn in that direction. Boy, I'm glad we don't have to walk. I'm, and the less these people say, the better. Mm. 
Fair. Do we feel significantly closer or? Well, we still got a ways to go. Cool. Well, at least we still have wine, right? Yeah, that's good. All right. All right, cool. All right. So you begin to drain the wine. Um, you get down to a quarter cask and then down to an eighth cask. And there's been no change in how long the day has gone, but it feels like you've spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours with these people. And sitting on this bench, it's becoming even more painful. And um, the bouncing around and the jostling around, uh, occasionally you, do, you feel like you do have to stop at one point and actually relieve yourself. Okay. Um, I guess I'll. I guess I'll ask if we can take a little, take a little pit stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, me took. <laughs> you bruta palpeta. Stop. <laughs> and suddenly he lurches to a stop. You hop out. You relieve yourself somewhere. They'll get out as well and just sort of walk around. She will just sort of fan herself with her top hat and he'll just sort of stretch. I'm gonna, I'll ask, toss the ring, like, so now that we're out, do we, any, anything? Are we still just wandering? It's been a while. Yeah, you just see this road meandering off toward dusty sort of canyon-like land masses, and then far, far beyond those, you can see jagged pointed mountains. But it feels like you've been staring at those mountains forever, and they haven't gotten any closer. Um, He says, or the ring says, we'll get there eventually. We just have to make sure we don't, well, you don't starve. All right. I guess, um, I guess, I guess we're good to get back on the carriage then. Yeah. Keep going. It's possible they might know more about how far it is than I do, says the ring. Hmm. And eventually you do get back in the carriage and you trundle along with them and they're all, they're both very quiet. They just sort of sit there staring at windows or staring at their hands, um, they don't seem to be terribly concerned about not having any food. Do you guys... You guys don't have anything to eat on here, do you? Uh, no, no. But I hope we find a place where we can stop soon and rest, eh? And uh, she says, I do remember coming by here, what, about 30 years ago? 35? There, I think there's a tavern somewhere on this road. We'll keep our eyes peeled. Okay. Can I, like, perceive anything fishy? Uh, make an insight check. Okay. Well, that's, that's a four. Nope. Uh, at one point, uh, you don't notice anything fishy, but at one point, uh, Lavardo does ask you, uh, so, uh, where's the rest of him? And he's pointing at the hand. Oh. Do I know? Yeah, you, you know, having crawled through the crypt that you had found the mummy of Chagakari to whom this hand belongs. So you've left him behind. 
Oh, they're, um... They're elsewhere. All right. Going back to the rest of the party, what do you guys do? Uh... Uh... So this tomb has been here for a while, so is, is, does it have like a fine layer of dust or cobweb or anything similar? Inside, yes. Okay. Um, can I look around for any kind Lots of... Lots of black mildew, too. Yeah, I want to look around for recent uh, footprints or signs that someone potentially went inside of here that wasn't myself, Simon, or the others. I'll poke at the corpse. Okay, make your wisdom survival check to check for tracks, DF. And uh, you poke at the corpse... Strix, uh, it has been dead a long time. It's soft and mushy. It's dead. It appears to have had its internal organs removed. That's gross. Are they in jars on any of the walls? Though, you don't or? see any evidence that they're actually buried with the corpse. Survival 16. Uh, with your 16, you do see evidence that maybe Paulton crawled in here. Um, okay. Am I able to tell where he suddenly was? You can also not see that the little handprints from the fingers of the severed hand. <laughs> can I tell or see where, like, these tracks suddenly stop? Uh, yeah, they sort of stop near the back of the crypt. Okay. Okay. Uh. <clears throat> Strix, you know magic yeah. pretty well. But as, as, I, as I answer, my arms are fully in the corpse. Moving <laughs> around inside Evelyn of it. is like, ugh. And she's just like grabbing inside of it like, I don't feel anything. The organs are gone. Oh. Right. <laughs> yes, okay. what did you want? <laughs> uh, I'm waiting. Do you, can, can you, is there, is there like a portal or something here or... I'm going to stop door. you right there. It could be a secret I'm door. I'm going to stop you right there, Jared. Uh, Strix, Jared just sort of stop, or Dia starts to- stops talking in mid-sentence. Okay. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. When you turn toward him, he's not there. What? Oh. Wait, he said portal. I heard the word portal, right? Oh, there's probably a portal right over here. Oh. Ethan walks to stand exactly where Dia was. Okay. And starts looking around expectantly. Well, Strix will take her arms out of the corpse, like... Yeah, when you when you see as soon as you see Evil and Storm past you, Strix go toward the back of the crypt. For an instant, she's there, just sort of gleaming in what little light is filtering in here, and then you sort of see the shadows come around her, and she's gone. Oh, yep, I know that. I just wipe my hands on my robe, and I'm just like, "Come on, Miranda, what's let's, happening? Let's go want to die." Okay, hang on. Unless you want to stay, I'm just saying now's the time to just go. No, really. I gotta, I gotta really <laughs> be honest. You know, I wouldn't go. like you. Like you can go make some money in Port Nine Zaru. You can pick up bodies. There's so many things you can do. I would go, except that this ring is super dangerous, and I kind of feel like it's my fault. So I don't know. I, I don't. All I'm saying, if you, you're barmy to come over here, but I, and I, I say that as I walk towards the... <laughs> I am, I am. So I, I use my staff of flowers to make a flower, and I put it on the corpse, and I'm like, I'm sorry she had your hands in you, and then she goes and follows Strix. Okay, so Strix, um, before you head in after your friends, I will point out that Dragonbait and Waffles are still outside. 
Oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. All right, I'm like, hold, I thought hold of on. that after I walked. Hold on. <laughs> I just, I, I'll like hustle back outside and look at Dragon Bait and be like, Dragon Bait, you're going to have to pet sit again because we have to go through a portal, probably someplace really bad. If you need to, like, we'll, I understand if you go to Port Nine, Port Nine Zyro, you can start busking with waffles. Like, really, she'd be great for making money. And like, I'm just saying, we'll You're be leaving back. her? We're not. No, we're not leaving Dragonbait. As I hear Evelyn's voice in my head, going, <laughs> "We're leaving her." All right, uh, Dragonbait smells like sadness. He smells like roses, actually. Um, but like, but he that. he sort of gives you a nod of understanding. Tell him we'll find something nice. Yeah, we'll be back. Oh, we'll bring you a present. We'll bring you a present. I want to leave my veggie pygmies with Dragon Bay okay. too, and be like, "I'm sorry, you're you're babysitting more kids, but I don't want them to die." And she just kisses them on the forehead and then leaves. Okay, and then and she disappears into the crypt and is gone. Some snacks. Okay, you dump some snacks out. Yeah, I'm like, these are for waffles. She gets one in the morning and one in the afternoon when she's trying <laughs> to sweep things on people's ropes. And then I'm just like, I'm so sorry, Dragobee. I really hope we could do something nice for you. But, like, honestly, we're just a mess. And she just walked away. <laughs> all right, so you disappear into the crypt. Uh, all of you have, at various stages, first Dia, then Evelyn, then Miranda, then Strix, now emerged into a dead forest. Uh, this uh, is, as Strix yeah. comes out and then, like, nobody else comes out, I'm like, are Waffles and Dragobee coming? No, 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 they're staying. Hi! Look, Evelyn, animals shouldn't, back. animals shouldn't go through portals. That's just a, this is a rule that we have now. And then Waffles, waffles comes through. Just, oh! <laughs> oh! Evelyn hugs Waffles. She's not just an animal, she's a family And member. When, when creatures sort of appear here, they don't just sort of bamf appear and fall out. They just sort of, they start off very almost ghost-like, and then they just fully materialize where they're Aww. standing. So it's like they become solid. So she just sort of materializes near you, but then is instantly frantic and looking around, making sure, like, counting you all off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn jumps on her back and gives her, like, a bear hug with her arms and legs and buries her face in her feathers. She's like, you would never leave us. You're a good girl. And she's like... <laughs> <laughs> Strix is just like really mad, like <laughs> Dragon Bait failed me. <laughs> he tried. We'll give her a nice tried. Sc- scritch, and then uh, Waffles he'll... wasn't having it. <laughs> Dieth will go to where everyone else appeared, and just to see if there's a way back. Like, can I go back through here? Or... Uh, when you sort of put your hand in the general area and you just sort of hold it there, it does become kind of translucent. Oh, okay. Good to know. We should remember this place because I want to get back. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the other thing you notice in reading Miranda is there's almost nothing distinguishing what this place is. You're just kind of in the middle of this dead forest, so you feel like you'd have to mark it or something. And it's not a place that looks at all familiar to me? No, it does not. Um, Although, now that you've seen it being a druid and kind of knowing the shapes of trees and things, that you would be able to find this grove again. You could, but almost nobody else could. I know. I'll draw little suns on every tree that we pass. <laughs> and then we'll know how to get our way back. Make hmm. sure that what you used to draw on them is biodegradable. Oh, yeah. I of turn course. My, I turn my staff into a broom as this is happening. I'm like, I'm going to go see where we are. And <laughs> just go up in the air. Perhaps right. we could find our way around or back if only we had a cartographer's kit. Wait! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that you did that map thing back in college. <laughs> yeah, uh, DF will try to start making uh, haphazard maps, just kind of mark okay. it while Strix goes off and looks around. All right, so Strix, you explode up into the air, and 
Uh, when you look around, you can see there's no sign of Omu. There are none of the cliffs that hem the city in. You're just in the middle of this dead forest that seems to go on forever. Um, forever. But, but off in the haze, you can make out what appear to be canyons and other distant features. And far, 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 far away uh, through the gray, um, lifeless landscape, you see jagged peaks both to the north and to the east and to the south of you. Can I do a, and I guess an arcana check to see what plane we're on? Certainly. Tell everyone. All right. 24. All right. With that roll, you believe that you have crossed over into the Shadowfell. All right. Um, and what you know about the Shadowfell can they be... All, they hear a scream. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> 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 Uh, the Plane of Shadow, a dimension of black, gray, and white, where most color has been leached from the world. It is a place of darkness. Um, it's sort of, uh, in addition to its colorless landscape, you can see uh, a lot of its features tend to be twisted and warped, like distorted reflections of what you would find on the real world. Um, and you also know this is a place where undead reside primarily, uh, as well as other creatures of shadow. Um, this is also where domains of dread are born. All right. Uh, I fly back down and I put my broom down and then I turn it into the owlbear doll. <laughs> and right. I hold it close to myself. You hold your owlbear doll? I say, this is the shadow bell. This is a bad place. Uh, we need to leave. <laughs> Are we gonna go after your friend? I'm, I just say we need to leave as a reaction. That's just, oh. a, it's like a tick of mine. We're not actually leaving. Yes, we're going after our friend and we're all gonna die. Well, I don't know if Paulton even wants to be found, but we definitely need to find Simon. Oh, Simon? I need to yeah. find the ring. Actually, Simon hasn't gone too far. Uh, he sort of walks back toward you. Um, now that you're all here. Oh, good. And he just waves. Now, Simon, Uncle Dieth is not very good at looking after you. You have to stick next to him, otherwise he's going to lose you. I'm not his uncle. Uncle <laughs> Dieth says he's sorry for losing you. He's definitely his uncle. Dang it. All right, Simon, if you know where Paulton is, we got to get you back to him, so why don't you show us where he is as fast as possible. Okay, he'll begin walking off. Are you sure that Paulton wants to be found? Shouldn't we just take Simon back with us? The reason that we're finding Paulton is because he has an evil, evil, super evil ring and we have to get it off of him, which is why we're here in this super evil place. This is the kind of ring that if it's in the wrong hands, which I assume it is right now, it could um, cause a lot of problems for everyone, not just for your friend, but for you and me yeah. and everyone you love. Maybe he's off doing good with it. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on, but I do think he wants to be found. And Dieth actually point at the sun sword that Evelyn is carrying. Mm -hmm. If he didn't want to be found, he didn't, wouldn't have given us that. Maybe, does he want to be found or does the ring want us to find it? I'm not sure. I think even maybe subconsciously, if he is beyond, beyond his own power and it is just the ring, he wouldn't have given us that. He would have kept that weapon for himself. There's something here, and we have to go after him. Paulton, um, your ring now has 20 charges instead of 12. Damn! That's, That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, and it says, 
It says to you telepathically while you're riding in this coach, you know, when Artis had me, he never really wanted me. And the same can be said for a lot of my past wearers. But you and I, it's like we always were meant to be together. Well, I can Artis do, was a fool. I was given amazing power. And I feel like for the first time, there's somebody who has me who can actually use that power. Palm just goes, aw, so sweet. Mm. I think I also know who these people are. Mm? I think they're Shatterkai. Do I know what that is? No. I don't know what that is. They're elves who retreated to the Shadowfell and became touched by its despair. Okay, so does that mean anything for us? No. no. Except I think they follow a elven god called the Raven Queen. She seems important somehow. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Sounds cool. It's like, do we do we have issue with that? No. Okay. Just like, I just wanna just wanna make sure we have a game plan for once we're off this damn. Oh yeah. Hell ride. I think once we get to a place where we're both comfortable, we should wait for your friends there, mm -hmm. and then kill them. And when their blood is spilled upon the ground, we'll use it to make a safe land for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. checks out. Where no one can ever separate me from the one to whom I belong again. How, Chris, how do I, how do I feel about this? How? Um, you feel uh, a little, a little twisted up about that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to allow you at this point in time to make a new saving throw <laughs> against the ring's hold over you, if you so wish. If there was ever a time for a Nate 20, <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it's going to be a one. We had too many 20s. Do that. Don't Don't do it. Do it. Just a, just a D20? Just a D20. Mm -hmm. So that would be a five. Okay. <laughs> um, Is Evelyn near me? At, at your, at your, at, in your present, in your present uh, condition under the ring's influence, you think that this is, this, is the, this is the best way to proceed. They're going to chase you forever if you don't put them down. Uh, and you don't want them chasing you forever. You think that would be bad for them and bad for you. Mm -hmm. uh, but you and the ring can plant your roots. The ring then says, you know, as soon as you put me on, I knew that there was something about you that was special, something about you that ties back to this place that binds us together. It's like we were always meant to be together here in this place. Don't you feel it? And you're like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, no one has ever said anything so sweet to me. 
this this is why we work. And then uh, you hear uh, Narisi say, "Finalement!" Oops, sorry, I pulled my microphone off. <laughs> pulled my microphone off. <laughs> you heard her say nothing. Uh, she, can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. She says, "Finalement!" And uh, and then uh, she says to uh, Meat Hook, she, Meat Hook, Famare. And uh, Meat Hook comes to a stop. And uh, she sort of cracks the door open and you all kind of peer out and you can see you're kind of cresting a hill that goes down. The road splits, forming a Y ahead of you at the bottom of the hill. And there are hills all around this crossroads and perched atop one of them is a dilapidated tavern. Oh, finally, thank God. Uh, yeah, and uh, Lovardo echoes your sentiment. And uh, uh, he says, Meatball, you borsa di merda, onward! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, trundles forward, and uh, I think at last we have arrived somewhere where we can rest our feet and our butts and get some drink in us. Mmm, but my does need resting. Is, my throat is too dry. Agreed. Very much so. And, uh... And then he looks at uh, Narisi and says, I am lungo viaggio. And, uh, they seem very happy. And then their happiness sort of fades very quickly, and they're kind of morose. But you come to a stop. You sort of go, go up this gravel, dusty driveway to this inn. You can see hanging from the inn. The inn itself looks like it's in great disrepair, um, that it's, it's fallen onto hard times. It actually looks abandoned when you first see it. But then you can hear voices inside and smell the scent of ale wafting out through its open windows and doorway. But you also see tied to the eaves of this ramshackle wooden building, um, which has a turret on one end, are these twig glyphs, glyphs that have been made out of twigs that hang from it like protective wards. Do I know what those are? Mm, You can make an arcana check. Oh, that's... Intelligence. Okay. <laughs> oh. Ten. You think they're protective wards. But you don't know what they might do, if anything. They might just be totemic symbols or meant to scare off travelers or something innocent like a jack-o'-lantern. Um, but they just hang from all the eaves and just sort of twitch and move in, this, in the breeze. As you pile out of the wagon, Meat Hook gives you a somber, dead-eyed look. Um, he doesn't seem tired at all. It's just this sort of, the way his flesh kind of hangs off his body is disgusting and it sort of created this kind of perpetual frown on its face. And then when you look around below, by the crossroads on lower ground, you can see there are these old crow cages hanging. I'm gonna, I asked the ring, it's like, do we like this place? Is this, is this, is this the place? Yeah, this is good. Yeah? 
as okay. long as, as long as they've got all the ale that you can drink, that's mm. all we really need, right? I guess so. All right. You can see that as they come out of the coach, uh, Lavardo helps Nerissiana down, and she's got that black doctor's bag in her hand and the top hat on her head. And she just sort of looks around, smells the air, and it's kind of all dreadful. Um, but she looks at the inn and makes her way toward it, and Lovardo stands next to you and says, yeah, that wasn't so bad, eh? Uh, sure. Not bad worse. I'm going to ask her, like, so what's the bag? Are you sure you want to know? Of course you do. And she comes over to you, and she'll open up the bag, and you can see that it contains what looks like... Um, almost like flaps or, or pieces of leather all sort of piled in there. But as you take a closer gander, they're all uh, carved off faces. Oh, oh. cool. Oh. <laughs> so. Inside the bag, on the inside, you can see sleeves where she's got all these knives. Oh, so you do leather work. And Lovato uh, uh, says, Norisiana, see if they got uh, some beds and drinks for us. My friend Balto here. Balto, come mm. with me. Mm. And uh, he, he takes you back to the coach and steps inside briefly, and he pops up the bench that you were sitting on, and it's hollow underneath. It's got like a compartment, and it's full of gold and trinkets oh. and things. Oh, so that's been here the whole time. See, we are collectors of trinkets and memories. And in Norisiana's case, faces. Mm. But more the trinkets and the memories. Right. Can I ask about the faces, or is, is it the less I know, the better? He says, you don't need to worry about that. We're no threat to you, my friend. Hmm. All right, that's enough for me, then. Um... But if you're really curious, ask Norisiana. She likes to talk about her work. Mm. Well, it's good she found... Good she found something she likes. I mean, what's the thing about you do what you love, carving up faces, you never work a day, and you're something... I don't know. Anyway, what were you saying? I've never heard that expression before. Hmm. It's, uh... So, anyway, uh, you were talking about this bench. Yeah, uh, so, um... He says, is there something that you would like? Some piece of jewelry or memento or something to remember a journey? Is there anything that particularly like catches my eye in there? Or? There's so much oddities and stuff, no. But if you were just sort of dive your hand in and pull something out, maybe you'll get something. Sure. All right, roll percentile dice. Two d10s, one tens, and one oh, ones. And I'll see what you, what you pick, what you rip out. Okay. So let's see. Seventy-two. Seventy-two. All right. Um, you pull out a what appears to be a silver teardrop earring, and the way it oh. sort of glitters and sheens. It's like a real teardrop, kind of frozen on the end of a um, hook, basically. 
Like it's sort of magically suspended there. Neat. Like, is there a story behind this? Uh, yes. Um, he says that uh, it was a gift from a grandmother to a granddaughter. Great. I'm just going to put that in my pocket. Save that for later. All right. Uh, back with the other party members. As Simon mm-hmm. leads you down through this thing, uh, you begin to feel despair um, creep yeah. upon you. Even me? I mean, it's usually there. It's usually <laughs> there. I would like uh, Miranda, Strix, Diath, and Evelyn to each roll a d6. Great. Don't I have some sort of, like, protection from this? I mean, despair is kind of like being frightened. <laughs> uh, it's not It's not the same as fear. Uh, I fail. I rolled a six. Okay. I rolled a four. A four. Miranda? I also rolled six. Six. I got a two. Okay. All right. Um, so... Evelyn, your despair begins to manifest as kind of a form of madness. And actually, this is true for Diath as well, because you both rolled sixes. Let's get some more Um, of that. So, uh, you have disadvantage on ability checks and saving throws that rely on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma, so your mental stats, basically. Thank God that wasn't me. All right. <laughs> Advantage and, uh, disadvantage on ability checks and saving throws against your mental stats, and you both gain the following flaw. I can't tell what's real anymore. Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. Holly, oh, God. this is this is so perfect for Strix. Strix's, oh, no. Strix's, oh, no. Strix's despair manifests as dread. Oh, great! This isn't actually much of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how is this any different than real life? You have disadvantage on all saving throws. Oh well, fuck oh. me. And you have the following flaw, which I think you have already. <laughs> I am convinced that this place is going to kill me. Oh, I'm already convinced. There you go. I mean, I can turn it up by, like, 20%. Yeah, so you just dial it up, basically. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, Miranda, you now suffer from apathy. You have disadvantage on death saving throws. Oh, good. And on initiative checks. And your flaw is, I don't believe I can make a difference to anyone or anything. Welcome to the SAG crew. <laughs> I just love how Strix is only minimally changed. Yes. <laughs> There's, we're like, why are you affected by this? <laughs> I don't know, we're going to die. I said we were going to die a second ago. <laughs> um, and uh, just to check on Waffles, because she's not immune. Oh, uh, I don't want sad Waffles. <laughs> she can't tell what's real anymore either. I feel oh, like that no. is also partially true already. <laughs> yes. It is as you are beginning to lapse into despair and you don't know how long Simon has been guiding you through, but the forest has begun to thin. And when you get toward the edge of the forest, you see a road for the first time, a gash across the land. 
and parked on the road. No, it's not another coach with another meat puppet. <laughs> oh, um, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. You see an emaciated grayish black horse with a rider on it, sort of cloaked, all dressed in black, except he's wearing a burlap sack over his head with eye holes cut out of it. And he is standing on the road, on, sorry, he's mounted on the horse at the edge of the forest. Um, it's just waiting. Look, it's the embodiment of our despair. <laughs> Can I use my cloak to imitate the hood? The burlap sack? Mm-hmm. Um, no, because it's a separate thing. Um, your cloak can only turn into other kinds of cloaks. Okay. Um, but you could do a cloak that has kind of like a burlap cowl. Hood. Or hood, yeah. yeah. Gonna, you could do that. I'm going to do that. All right. Strix Doesn't matter. Gonna, Strix is going to run up to the, run up to it with her staff on fire and going, don't kill us! Okay, <laughs> you run toward it with your fiery staff. You're the, not going to kill the, us! The horse and the rider do turn to you, and you can see the rider's got a sheathed long sword uh, tied to, obviously, his, it looks definitely a man. Um, by, by in terms of his uh, shape and form, uh, but he's wearing black gloves, black top, black boots, black everything, just the gray burlap sack over his face, and he says, "Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Mm-hmm. My name is Strix. I'm Lord Nile. Lord Nile. His name is Lord Nile. Are you going to kill us? No. We're okay." <laughs> He's just bar me, it's fine. Dieth is uh, on the ground, like kind of grabbing the dirt of the road and like picking it up and kind of like looking at it. Just be like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope. Simon, Simon's real, we'll fo- Simon is real, we're following Simon. <laughs> Evelyn is standing next to Strix, like that whole time when Strix was talking to him, she just kind of slowly walked up to Strix and she's just like this close to Strix's face, just being like. <laughs> <laughs> She'll just like take her hand like, stop. He asks you, Lord Nile asks you, have you seen a coach pulled by an undead ogre? No. It has passed through here. No. Uh, I don't believe you. Uh, Just ignore them. Everyone here is going barmy, but I'm already barmy, so I guess I'm relatively fine. It has two Shatterkai assassins in it. That sounds bad. They attacked my estate. I'm sorry, Lord Dial. What's under the, your sack? Do you have a face under there? He pulls the sack off, <laughs> and you see his face has been shorn off. Oh! oh. That's not real. It's, oh, just this, it's, real. it's just this bloody mask. With his Can eyeballs, I, nope, nope, doesn't matter. Uh, but the doesn't face matter. has been cut nope. off him. Can I cure wounds, maybe, and like fix his face? Uh, nope. He sort of, it's it's fine. Sometimes sort of go over we all him. lose our faces. <laughs> you sort of go over to him to sort of touch him. Are you going to say that you're going to try to cure him or whatever? Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm like, or Evelyn. I, I'll call Evelyn over. I'll be like, yeah. Evelyn, don't look, but you can fix his face by laying on hands. Don't say that. His face is nice. It's not nice to say. No, but we're trying to be nice to these people so they don't kill us. So just lay on hands a couple points for him. 
She just kind of like like puts her hand on his knee and she's like, sorry, and she lay on hands is on him. Uh, yeah, he'll actually take off his glove and hold his hand out to you. Uh, <laughs> when, so that, when he does that, she takes his hand and just like smiles at him and strokes it. All right, how much healing are you giving him? Start with just like 10. Okay. Uh, because it's not regeneration, it is not regenerating his face. But what it does do is it removes the injury and oh. kind of makes his face his face less of a bleedy Oh, that's mask. good. Uh, but he's still horribly, horribly disfigured. Wow. Um, but uh, he says, thank you. He's got You're no welcome. lips. got no lips, so it's hard to talk. No, no cutter's got to walk around in pain and without a face. I uh, learned that back, back in home. Okay. <laughs> now Evelyn's nuzzling the horse. Okay, put your mask out on. Uh, I think we're going in the same direction, maybe, Lord Nile. Uh, we're following... Is Simon going the same way as the as the way that he's the trying? He looks like he's standing by the road and heading, planning to head north. All right. Are you? Is it going north, Lord Nile? I'm like pointing at yes. the road. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, then we're traveling companions. Why don't you put one of my other companions on your horse so that they uh, don't have to walk? Evelyn is like actually embracing the horse's face and like nuzzling it right now. You can see that the horse is. It looks malnourished and uh, bony and uh, kind of sickly. It's got all these sort of scabs on its face and there's a scab around its, one of its eyes, which is sort of milky. Um, it, is, it is clearly an ailing beast. Uh, uh, and it also looks quite old. Uh, never mind. It looks yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Let's please. But we'll help yeah. you, we'll help you, we'll help you, Lord Nile. There's no one else here who's talked to us, so we they, don't have anyone else. They killed my family. Oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> uh. She's just like, that's bad. We will help you. We'll help you. Miranda's in the back of her. Anyway. Miranda has her arms around Waffle's neck, and she's just like burying her face into it, going, I can't help anyone. <laughs> I can't help my friends. I can't help anyone. Here. She attacks just, you. No! <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, she seems to mistake you for somebody else. Uh, and she she just goes to town on Miranda. Do we... I should have seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Like, Eva would try mm-hmm. to stop her, but maybe not. Cause maybe she doesn't get All it. All right. Uh, uh, she snaps at you. You're a little surprised. She misses you with the beak. Uh, she hit you with the claws and does 14 points of damage, Miranda. Okay. Let's roll initiative. What? What? All of us? Oh, Paulton's Chris? safe. Yeah, everybody. Oh, I can't, Chris no, Perkins. I can't do it to Waffle. Strix? I swear to God. I got an eight. Eight? Dieth? 21. Evelyn? 10. Miranda. Two. All right. And Waffles rolled a 16. Okay. Um, Diath, what do you do when Waffles suddenly goes crazy on Miranda and starts to tear into her? Nothing. Okay. (laughs) You just like, "Mm -mm, nope. All right. Uh, Waffles will have another go. Right out of here real fast. Nope. Waffles will have another go. Uh, uh, this time, 
she is going to miss Miranda both with her claws and her bite uh, as she gnashes. Miranda, you're doing everything possible to just sort of hold her off and get out of the way. And uh, it is Evelyn's turn. Evelyn's squinting like she's really, really trying to see or understand what's happening. And she just kind of like is slowly getting closer and closer, like leaning in and squinting at Waffles and Miranda trying to like see what's happening. Okay. But not taking any actions per se? No. Okay. She's just literally like as if as if she were mostly blind or completely wasted or something. Okay. And she just like can't comprehend what's happening and is getting as close as she can so she can figure it out. <laughs> Strix, what do you do? Polymorph into something very small. <laughs> okay. That I can put into some into a jar or something on my robes. Uh, what would you like to? What would you like that thing to be? Oh gosh, um, I want to just a tiny like a. Oh, never mind. She rolled a nat twenty. God damn it! Okay, that's it was my. Be a baby chick. That's okay? my. That's my first <laughs> twenty. Did right. waffles get disadvantage on saving throws? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Why? Uh, that's a. This is a wisdom saving throw, right? Yes. 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 So she has disadvantage. Yes. Ah. Okay. Uh, she rolled a. Just to be a sixteen. Okay. She did not. So yes, she turns into yes. a chick. Oof. <laughs> good call, Jared. Mm. Baby chick. Baby. Uh. Flightless baby chick. All right. She is now scampering around a flightless baby chick. Right. I will pick her up and okay. put, her, put her into some sort of receptacle in my robe, which I'm sure I have one. You do. And you can, <laughs> see, you can see Miranda's got this sort of claw mark across her shoulder. From I was where... like, Evelyn, can you, can you do some Lathander on Miranda? Lathander bless you. All right, and Waffles will be a chick for, what is it, an hour? An hour. Okay. Evelyn just said Lathander bless you. She didn't actually, when you said do Lathander, that's what she oh, thought you meant. <laughs> no. Oh, so no healing? No. Okay. No, like, no, you heal her. Don't, you can't just yell that. Paulton. Evelyn just kind of like puts her hand to her face and then like smacks Miranda in the face <laughs> and heals her for like, I don't know, 10-ish okay. again. You get 10 hit points back, Miranda. Okie doke. Uh, Nathan, when Paulton goes in, you can see that this ramshackle tavern is up and running. There is a man behind the bar who's sort of a decrepit old guy. Uh, and he's uh, already pouring a drink for Narisiana, who went in first, and is happy to do the same for you. Great. We have ale. We're good. You also notice um, the sign outside this establishment is says... The dead-eyed drunk. Huh. Relatable. Uh, so I'm gonna there's, sit next to her. There's nobody here besides uh, you and the two Shatterkai and the barkeep. Hmm. So I'm gonna ask her, like, so... What's up with the faces? Lovardo and I collect trinkets and memories from people, and he likes shiny things, and I like these faces. They remind me of all the people that I've had to kill. It's dirty work, but we all have 
we all hold on to things to keep our sanity. Cutting, uh, cutting people's faces off to keep sanity. Okay, um, sure. You know, don't knock it till you try it, right? Precisely. Hmm. Uh, she will share her drink with you. Didn't he pour me one, though? He did. She's like, oh, I, I have one. Thank you, though. She'll take hers back. Wait, what? She'll take hers back. Oh, hers. I thought yeah. it was mine. Okay. It's like, cool. So, where, where do you head from here? I am not sure. We'll probably stay here for a little while. Are you planning to stay for a little while? When she asked me that, I uh, telepathically asked the ring, do we plan to stay here for a while? Yeah, this seems like a good place to meet up with the others when they arrive. Yeah, we, we might stay a bit. I'm guessing, sure. I'm guessing these two could be useful to us. They seem to have some skills. How, uh, how long did you guys plan on staying? Time is such an ephemeral thing, particularly for we, we, we who don't age. Mm. It's not like we have anywhere we need to be, no other. I was about to talk about my assignments, but there are some secrets that we have to keep ourselves. Suffice to say, we're here for you, Palto. That is so sweet of you guys. Everyone here is just so nice and accommodating. This is good. This is a good place. Lavardo will slap you on the back and say, let's play a game. Okay. Let's start with the stop hitting me game. <laughs> Fair enough. You like drinking games? I hear that. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see which of us can drink the other under the table. I, I like you. This is good. All so, right. He'll, he'll is, tell the barkeep, keep the drinks coming. And then he'll take you over to a table and plop his drink down. Okay. And then uh, he'll, he'll, grab, he'll actually reach behind the bar and grab some shot glasses. Mm. And lay some those out on man. the table. And then he'll set them all up on the table. So you got like four in front of you and four in front of him. And then he'll go back over to the bar and he'll grab a bottle and he'll start pouring liquor into the glasses. And then put the bottle on the table. So are we playing for something or is this just for fun? We should make it interesting. All right. What do you have in mind? I mean, please, you first. Game was your idea. Uh, he sort of uh, looks at you and he says, Bella Vista. Bella Vista, Bella Vista. I know. Loser gets his face cut off. <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. What about the, what, does the winner get anything aside from keeping their face? Seems like a pretty good win for me. And for you. With that, you can oh. see Nerissiana over at the bar. She's uh, opened up her bag and pulled out a scalpel and just sort of sets it on the bar. It's like, ah, 
Uh, um, I wanted, I'm going to mind speak with the ring really quick. Like, do we want their help? For when the friendos show up? Yeah. It's like, like, all right, how about this? If you win, you get the face. But how about if I win, you help me out with something? Anything, name it. I've got some company that I'm meeting up with, uh, oh, at some point. Uh, if you don't have anywhere to go, if you don't, if it's no, if you're not in any kind of rush, uh, maybe, maybe stick around and lend me a hand. Um. You already have plenty of hands. <laughs> yeah, plenty of hands, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Uh, at that point in time, uh, you can see uh, Narisi, Anna, has sort of, uh, she gets up, she comes over to you and just sort of drapes herself affectionately over you and just sort of places the scalpel down on the table and says, our knives are your knives. What do you say, Lavardo? And he says, of course, let's do it. I'll do, we'll do exactly what you say. We'll help you with your friends. If you win. All right. Let's play. All right. Here are the rules. Uh, you can take, you can, without having to make any constitution checks, you can drink a number of drinks equal to one plus your constitution modifier, which for you, Paulton, is. Uh-huh. Um, so you can get three drinks down and never have to even worry about making a check. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. The good news is Lovardo's in the same boat. So as you are taking drinks, and this liquor he's found is potent stuff. Mm. Um, you get the first three down, and you're starting to feel pretty darn loopy after that. Um, but after that, on the fourth drink and beyond, we need constitution saving throws. Okay. No. <laughs> so. Uh, and you're not near Evelyn. And this is, so. sorry, sorry um, I'm not, not saving throws. It's a constitution check, and these are contested. So. Um, no, wait, that's not right. Yeah, they are constitution saving throws. So make a constitution saving throw. Okay. And he, he has to make one as well. It's not hard. Uh, so the DC is 10. How did you do? Uh, 16. All right. So you both drink the fourth one and you make it. Now you're mm-hmm. on your fifth drink. The DC is 11. All right. 16, oh wait, 17. Okay, you both make it. On your sixth drink, the DC is 12. That is an eight. Okay, so on the sixth drink, Paulton, you feel uh, your consciousness begin to uh, fade and uh, you just sort of face plant on the table. Face plant. Before I faceplant, like on the way yeah. down, be like, wait, wait till I wake up. All right. Uh, you wake up sometime later, up in a shoddy bed on what you believe to be the second floor of the inn. 
the roof is sort of slanted on one side of the room, and there are holes in it where the shingles have fallen away, and you can just see the gray sky above. Um, the furnishings in here are all shabby, and there's all sorts of dark corners and things. And you can uh -huh. hear laughter downstairs. It's definitely uh, Narisiana's voice you hear from down below. There's a crappy old window looking off down toward the crossroads, and it's sort of canted at a weird angle, like the building sloped at some point, or the wall sloped, and so it's not a perfect rectangle anymore. And sort uh -huh. of, it's got this broken shape, and there's just sort of a, a bit of light coming through and falling down on you on this moth-eaten bed. Okay, so uh, in light of all that, how's my face feel? <laughs> you sort of sit up, you put your hand on your face, it feels like it's still there. It's like, oh, okay. You see, okay. you see there's an old dresser with like this mirror on the wall above it. The mirror is all dusty and cracked. Um, you could take a look at it the, there if you want to. If okay. you want to. Yeah, I, I kind of want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go over and you sort of brush the dust and stuff off the mirror like, and you... You look, mm -hmm. and it, it's your face. Uh, okay. Uh, but what, okay. Chris Perkins, but? There's always right. a but. Okay. When you come downstairs, uh, you can see uh, that Lavardo and Nerissian, uh Lavardo looks drunk out of his, like, just gourd. He's, um, they're dancing to no music in the tap room. And they're banging into furniture because um, he's just sort of sloshing around and she's laughing her head off. And as you come creaking down the stairs, they just sort of stop and they turn to you and they give you these sort of cryptic elven looks. So how are you guys? We're fine. Always good. Mm. We weren't really going to come off your face. <laughs> <laughs> what? what a fun game! <laughs> 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 I'm like, all right, that was that was good. You guys, you guys, just like. And we've decided we're going to help you. We're going uh, to help you. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to help you kill your friends. Oh, MVPs right here. That's good. That's good. All right, and that's where we'll stop for tonight. What? <laughs> Pardon me while I down this margarita. Like, <laughs> just, they just wanted to take your face off. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here and groan. Uh, this is my first time in Barovia. <laughs> oh, no, this isn't word. Barovia, <laughs> Rachel. This is nothing. This is well, Barovia. In, yeah, well, okay. But this All right. is always in the spirit of Barovia. Yeah. All right. It's my first time in the spirit. Next week's episode, we could see the birth of a new domain of dread. Um, so, <laughs> oh, I, good. I, I hardly Excellent. advise everybody to uh, show up for that one. And um, does anybody <laughs> have any announcements they'd like to share this week before we break off and Anna goes off to play Mistplex? That's my announcement. I'm DMing my first <laughs> fifth edition yeah. Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Uh, right now, well, I'm leaving right now, and then a half hour will go live. So 6.30 on twitch.tv slash misclicks, which is M-I-S-S-C-L-I-K-S. 
I'm doing the Lost Minds of Fandelver, which is the, the starter set, fifth edition adventure. Um, so we're going to learn all together and I will, you know, take out my frustrations. Right. On yeah. my players, there you as go. Chris does. There you us. go. Channel. Yeah. Channel it. Excellent. And then uh, also this week, but I'll let Holly do that one. Oh, yeah. So this week I have uh, my game, which will be on Thursday from 5 to 7 before Critical Role. So it stops right before it, so you can all watch that. Um, and it's uh, called Trapped in the Birdcage. It's about uh, a sigil. It's a Planescape game that I'm DMing, and I've never DMed live before. I've only DMed at home, so please be nice. <laughs> and Anna is in it, uh, my friend Jimmy Wetzel, my friend Chad Quant, and my friend Asia, and it's going to be wonderful and they've made wonderful characters and I hope you guys just come and have fun because it's going to be super fun and friendly and all of that. And uh, after today's episode, I'm going on Waffle Talk again to chat about things and... Uh, right, okay. like no. shatter Kai morbid sense of humor. Yeah. Yes, oh. yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay. yes. Get a little one. And it'll be here on twitch.tv slash d so if you want to watch the show, it shall be good fun. Yeah. Yay. For those who don't know, we announced recently Morgan Kanan's Tome of Foes, a book that's coming out later this spring. Uh, the Shatterkai do make an appearance in the book. So, um, and or, as it has become known, the Murdy Curdy's Book of Marinsters. Yeah. <laughs> Murdy Curdy's Book of Marinsters. I like it. Marinsters. I like that one. Excellent. Shrinking Man's Game. I get it. <laughs> Got it. Oh. Got it. Oh. 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 Right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Right. Uh, next week's episode is called Ice in the Veins. Aw. No. It just gets periodically worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember when this was about dinosaur racing? <laughs> <laughs> no, can't Dude, say I do, Strix. The best tweet I've seen recently was, remember, or isn't it weird how Evelyn almost eating a baby seems like better days? Aw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my My usual plugs... Uh, be sure to check out the Dice Camera Action uh, subreddit. Yep. You see all kinds of uh, fan art, fan theories, fan fiction, and discussion. Uh, super cool. It's, it's getting uh, up towards several thousand subscribers on there now. Uh, I'll spam that link as I talk about another thing I'm doing, which is uh, I'll be in Toronto, Canada for EGLX uh, later in March. Uh, it's the weekend of March uh, 15th through 17th, I believe, Toronto, Canada. Uh, I'll be there along with a lot of people from Rumble Boots and Hidden Block doing a lot of things. I'll be, I'll be doing signings and stuff too. So uh, if you're in that area of Canada, you can come by and say hi if you want. Cool beans. I have one announcement, yes. finally. Um, my podcast, Shit Goes Down, <laughs> on YouTube. It was literally the first time I've ever DM'd. I've never DM'd before, period. Uh, and I decided to record it because I hate myself. Uh, so it's out there <laughs> for you all to see and judge. Uh, be gentle, please. But I know it's the internet, so. Did you, you have know. fun? I did. It's terrifying. Yeah? It's, it's scarier than anything I've ever done in my life. <laughs> but you're going to do it again, right? Putting that out there. Yes. Yeah. We're going to do it every Sunday. And then I put it up on Mondays. So Outstanding. Look it up on YouTube. Shit goes down. Shit goes down. I'm, I made it all up from my brain cavern. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the easy route. I've never, I've never done any D&D DMing. I've only DMed one other role-playing game before, and so this is... I, I, I took the crutch. I'll do the adventure. That's I great. took, like, the hardest fall-down-a-cliff route I could. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
All right. Well, my my usual misclicks DM, uh, who I've been playing with for five years and who has killed so many characters that I love, <laughs> is now one of my characters. So we'll see how he survives. Mm-hmm. Oh God. All right. Uh, yeah. So next week the Waffle Crew will be reunited, and uh, no. we'll take it from there. Uh. No. We. Amicizia. Arrivederci. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash toa, or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca. Until next week, happy hunting.